And so we actually in the world of spiritualism when we first start practicing connecting with the other realms and connecting to beings from other realms is to have a gatekeeper and we do a practice where we open and close our crown welcome to spiritual midwife the podcast that tenderly guides you through the transformative journey of spiritual awakening and personal development towards the ultimate destination of soul sovereignty. I'm Claire Atio, a medicine woman and dedicated guide to the profound realm of soul sovereignty, and you are listening to Spiritual Midwife. Hello, beautiful souls. In last week's episode, we had the wonderful Rachel Thompson, who spoke with us about Reiki. And within that conversation, she mentioned being an open channel. Now, over the past week, I've had a few of you write in and say, what does it mean to be an open channel? What is the difference? What are the different aspects of it? What is it? And so that's what we're going to be looking at this week. What is being an open channel and what is the difference between being an open channel and mediumship and higher levels of connection, all the different aspects. Now, on the soul sovereignty journey, this is something that we actually do. Being an open channel is accessing those higher levels of consciousness one within ourselves and two within the cosmos rachel because of her reiki and because of her daily practices and knowledge of her energetic body and herself has been able and feels confident being an open channel and is able to pull down those energies of higher levels of cosmic consciousness and she's able to impart and channel the information as that is passed through her she is a messenger for the cosmos this is something that i have been doing for some years as well but it wasn't where i started and and i think this is this is the question that that, that we're coming in what does it all mean where do you start how do you start to do it I would actually implore everybody to really get to understand themselves first to really get to understand their energetic body to learn their chakras which are the vortexes within our bodies for the energetic body so it's learning the anatomy and physiology of our energetic bodies which we haven't been taught of old. When I started out and I started exploring all these different aspects of spirituality, I actually was part of a spiritualist group. And within that, we were first taught to, one, open up ourselves to our higher self-consciousness, to our intuition by activating the pituitary gland, 
and decalcifying that pituitary gland. And we do that through meditation. We do that through energy work, energy healing. We do that through yoga practices, through Qigong practices, through oh, the through Reiki. There are so many different modalities out there, but it's whatever that is getting you to connect to your inner self to listen to your intuition to your instinct and to start to activate and open the pituitary gland and i've seen a i've seen a beautiful graphic today of a, a pine cone where it's all closed and then obviously as it as it gets older and as it expands so those leaps within the cone open and expand and that is that is the beauty that is what we're doing with the pituitary brand and as we activate and we strengthen and we use that pituitary gland and we get used to embodying all of who we are on all levels the mind body soul that energetic body, when we get used to feeling and understanding our energies and understanding the vibrations of those energies, because all communication is through vibration. Everything is energy. Our whole perception of the world is our brain making logical holograms for want of a better word of the vibrational information that we're receiving and so we start off with first connecting to our higher selves within our own energetic body we start to activate that pituitary gland and we activate and open the crown and what it what i was always taught within spiritualism was that we open and close that crown whilst we're still in the process of learning ourselves healing ourselves understanding ourselves before we start to take ourselves higher into the other realms and when we did start to take ourselves higher into those other realms we appointed what was called a gatekeeper and this was just a being that we trusted. Sometimes you can meditate and through that meditation, you are given a gatekeeper. Sometimes some people will allocate, as I did in my case, a gatekeeper. I allocated that to my father. I knew that my father would not allow any harm to come to me. And it's not that, that it's a dangerous practice, but it's it's to do with our own fears. What we don't want to do is to trigger traumatic events from fears we already carry. It's all part of our own psyche, but there has to be a level of safeguard in there for ourselves and for other people when we are connecting for other people 
when we are collecting information for other people, there has to be a level of safety, integrity, authenticity. And so we actually, in the world of spiritualism, when we first start practicing connecting with the other realms and connecting to beings from other realms, is to have a gatekeeper. And we do a practice where we open and close our crown during those times all in the bid to keep us safe <laughs> usually safe from our own imaginations and the fears that we carry within us there are other aspects out there i do not deny there are lower vibrating entities and energies but let's not forget that those exists because of our creation where our minds our energies our thoughts have taken us and created and so when we first start connecting with other realms we have a gatekeeper in in shamanism we inevitably when you start doing shamanic journeying a being or a creature first comes to you when you start to delve into maybe the lower world, the middle world, or the higher world, or the upper world, or the dreamland, depending on what shamanism you're learning. Again, that acts as a safeguard. Again, that acts as like a bodyguard, whether that be a spirit animal or whether that be a being that you connect with. It just gives you that little bit of safeguard as you're delving into the other realms. Now, what Rachel was saying with the open channeling is once you have been on the journey and you have learnt your energetic body, you shift, your paradigms shift, your psyche shifts, your connections shift and the way you connect shifts and it very often does it on a it's it's a very natural process often when it first happens you don't even consciously acknowledge that you've had that shift you don't consciously acknowledge and you don't consciously have that awareness that the shift has occurred the transformation has occurred the level up has occurred it's only a little while in and you think, oh, well, I haven't done that. It, and it's, it's because you have naturally stepped up. You have shifted into a new level of consciousness, a higher level of consciousness, where your old practices are no longer needed and you start to have new practices. And a classic example of that, that I can I can give you straight off the bat is is when I'm doing my card readings when I first started reading the cards when I first started having that connection and I I would I would have a whole routine that took at least 10 minutes before I before every single card reading where I would cleanse my energies I would cleanse the energetic space I would cleanse all the decks of the cards and then I would sit in meditation and and do an incantation and a blessing for safe passage 
as I connected to the other realms. Now, I still do the cleansing and I still cleanse the cards, but I ha I'm much more comfortable now to know that I am in a safe space. I am in a safe place, and that is because my levels of consciousness have risen with the inner work that I have been doing. And our emotional body plays a massive part in this. Our emotional bodies are frequencies. And so that is why healing is such an important aspect. Imagine each emotion as an energetic signature. So love, joy, gratitude, they are a high frequency. While fear, anger, sadness vibrate at a lower frequency. And and to become an open channel, it's a, it's absolutely essential to explore and heal these emotional aspects within us. They do have an impact, and they do they do overshadow the clarity and the flow of the en energy that can channel down through us. There is I always use a phrase that we 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 release and receive surrender what no longer serves what we don't need to hold those aspects those emotional memories within our energetic bodies and as we release that we make space so that more can come down more can come down from the cosmos into us and this is why we consciously and continuously clean and clear, review, reflect. What do we need to retain? What do we need to release? What can we let go? What are we still got attachments to that we don't really need those attachments to? We're constantly in a state of review and renewal so that we can pass down newer information so that we can continue to rise in our consciousness. So to guide you through this process, I invite you to just sit and explore who you are at soul level. Connecting with your soul involves this introspection, this deep, deep introspection and self-reflection. And it's not about being perfect. It's about being truthful with ourselves honest with ourselves and have a willingness to uncover the essence of who we are beyond the roles and identities of our daily life what we've been taught the going through the education system and through our life experiences what has life taught us and what of that actually functions for us? What what do we essentially at a soul level believe to be true and right for us? And what are we holding on to because we are conforming to the greater collective, which is not in resonance with who we are as a soul being? And, and just start to let that go just release it ask yourself the questions why are you holding on to that how does it benefit you 
What is its purpose? What does it bring into your life? And if it doesn't bring anything into your life, then you have to ask yourself the bigger question, why are you holding on to it? Let's, let's release that so that we can make space to explore other aspects of who we are. And we need to think of our soul as a, 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 a timeless traveller. It's over, over the different lifespans, it's been accumulating wisdom. And understanding our soul's journey can provide us with huge, valuable insights into our current life purpose and challenges. It's, it's like having a roadmap for navigating the twists and turns on our spiritual pathway. It, it, and, and there are so many different aspects to this that we can use as maps that we can overlay. And I always do think of them as an overlay when I think about using my shamanism and then using the healing modalities and using numerology, which it, uh, your your personal numerology from your birth name and your birth date and, and where that places you. So knowing your life path number and then that and then the go into to Chinese astrology and then what what year were you born and what animal are you under and bringing those aspects and then bringing in the shaman aspect and what are your animal totem what is your what is your totem animals and what 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 do they all bring in and what was your birth animal which is the which is the animal that stays with you that is your spirit guide for the whole of your life and there's depending on on where your soul is being and where your soul is wanting you to go into this lifetime will depend on which of these different aspects and there's many many more out there i've just i've just given you some examples of mine that you can layer up these maps and they're transparent maps and once you start to layer them up one on top of the other, you can start to see a very clear, it's it's like having lots of A and B roads and then suddenly being able to see the motorway right the way through the center, taking you from A to Z in a straight line. And that's the only way I can I can explain it to make any sense, but it really is very powerful and of the most beautiful it brings peace into your life and it brings harmony into your life it brings clarity to you to actually know that you are walking your path and by walking that path you are leaving a legacy for future generations and not only that you're very often healing past generations in doing so you are actually giving an opportunity to both the past present and future to raise your ancestral collective consciousness and so it's pretty auspicious work that we're doing when we are on the soul sovereignty path.
But there are times on the pathway that we get stopped in our tracks because fears come up. Fears stop us. They block us. And we need to hold ourselves in compassion to be able to deal with them, to confront them. And that's when the whole dark night of the soul comes in and, and working through those shadow aspects of ourselves, acknowledging that fear and mastering that fear and doing it in a, a non-judgmental way. It's just a case of acknowledging it so that we can transform it, we can release it and go through the process of surrender bringing in that self-compassion, that self-love, letting go of the attachments that I said earlier, which, which keep us in limiting beliefs and stops us from embracing the truth of all that we can be. And even that can trigger a lot of fear in a lot of people. I, again, that was one of my struggles was, was allowing myself, allowing myself to release the fear of infinite potential and it sounds ridiculous but it held me in a container and that container felt safe and when you take away that fear and that container removes and you actually start to step into the infinite potential it's huge it's 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 a big thing and a lot of us have that fear a lot of us hold that fear and it's it's about being honest and it's about being nurturing to yourself and it's it's tackling it in bite-sized pieces but this is all a process and these are all the things that we actually do and that is why I always say when we first start exploring realms other than our higher self, when we start taking it out further, when we start leaving our our own energetic body and we start building the Antikarana bridge and we start connecting with the other realms, that's when you need a gatekeeper in place until you've done the the healing you don't have to do all the healing i truly don't believe that we ever stop healing i think it's an ongoing process through that throughout the whole of our life you will feel a shift you will feel a transformation you will go through the process of death and rebirth over and over and over again and within that process with in those shifts, within what I always used to call the tower moments, and I actually welcome them now, I used to dread them, but within each of those shifts, you will shift from needing or feeling the need for a gatekeeper, and you will naturally evolve into being an open channel as Rachel was talking, where you constantly, your crown chakra is open. You are constantly in communication with the cosmos. You are constantly in communication with your spiritual team. Everything is 
a synergy. You feel the vibrations. You can feel them when there is something off and you instantly know to kind of back away from different situations or different people depending on what their energies are. And that's not because they are a bad person. That is just because they have healing there to do. And so you you pull back a little bit to be able to assess the situation. It's like coming across a fire. You don't just jump straight in. You pull back a little bit. You assess the situation. Is this something you can help with? If so, then you put that fire out. If not, you call the fire brigade. And this is what we're actually doing on an energetic level when we're delving into the other realms being an open channel but when you are an open channel before that process that shift within you that natural shift within you transpires you will have adapted and you would have changed your diet you would have changed your fluid intake you would have changed your mindset you would have changed and worked through and done lots of healing, you will fully understand your energetic body, your energetic body. You will be able to feel the vibrations and the different vibrations, and you will be attuned to your intuition and trust your intuition. You will be in constant contact with your spiritual team. You will have a daily cleansing and clearing energetic routine like brushing your teeth it's habitual it has and you don't even think i must do that you just do it and when all those aspects are in place that is when you shift into being an open channel and it is it is it is a beautiful beautiful process so i hope that explains what being an open channel is and makes things a little clearer for you as i said it is all part of the process of the soul sovereignty journey it's a little bit further down the line but it came up in conversation so i did want to address it for those that, that wrote in and questioned what it actually meant. And as we wrap up, remember that becoming an open channel is not a destination, but a continuous unfolding. It's a dance with the energies of the universe, a harmonious collaboration between your earthly self and the vast cosmic energies that seek expression through you. Thank you for joining me. If you have questions, reflections, or if there's a topic you'd like me to explore in future episodes, just drop me a line. Until next time, take care.